Hi, this is Sophie. Welcome to Ninja Parenting, a podcast that brings you open and honest conversation on parenting, motherhood, and the regular lives of three Kenyan moms. In today's episode, Melissa, Beth, and myself discuss becoming pregnant. Hey everyone, this is Sophie. Hey, this is Melissa. Hi, I'm Wanjiro. And this and is Ninja Parenting. <laughs> All right, so this is episode, I think, four, right? Mm-mm. Three. Mm. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm so excited. I just feel like we're going to do all of them today. We can. <laughs> we can. Yes. Okay. But before we yes, delve into we, that, yeah. how are you guys doing today? Aye. <laughs> it's a slow boot day, <laughs> guys. I'm riding the struggle bus. Why? <laughs> what has happened? It's been a long night. <laughs> just, no, no, no. I had a late work project. So okay. let's just see. Yeah. I, I will say you don't look it. You're glowing. Oh, you look thank very you. Pretty. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> and you, Wanjiro, how are you today? I am fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm fighting a homer, so this is my dawa here mm-hmm. for the day. But I, I feel good. Yeah. I feel really excited. Yeah. I feel like we today were expecting that karaspi, you know. We yeah, the sexy voice. No? I know. I feel disappointed. And then you hit it with dawa. I, I apologize. <laughs> yeah. I'll try. I'll go stick my head out the window today when I'm, we're driving home. Yeah. yeah. So how are you sick. doing? I'm good. Today, I took the kids to school, which is not something I usually do. Mm. So I had to really get going, get the gears going. Yeah. So I think I'm still riding off of that energy of let's go, let's go, let's go. And, and I think, up early. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing the value of taking children to school. <laughs> I've no. been letting my husband do it. And then I, I lounge until 10. Uh-huh. Now I'm just like, no, I can do better. So I'm, I'm feeling really great today. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something about starting a morning. Ali. Ali. Yeah. yeah, with activity. The adrenaline just yeah. gets you going. There's value in that. Mm-hmm. This is what we can thank our kids for. <laughs> they get us going. Today, speaking of kids, I wanted to talk about the whole process of having children. Mm-hmm. The physical process of getting pregnant. And I know we've shared this personally with ourselves, but I think it would be an interesting thing for our audience to hear about our journeys mm. to motherhood and parenthood mm. in general. Mm. So let's start with you, Melissa. Mm. Yes. You know, yes. if you start with me, it's just controversy. Let's I, I, do I just, it. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Dive in. <laughs> like, <laughs> things get thick fast. Um, uh, wow. Uh, let's see. So it's the trying. Yeah. Um, number one. Weren't I think if you listen to the previous episode, we I was weren't trying. Yeah. Um, but weren't opposed to um the idea of it. Yeah. I guess in terms of we knew we wanted children. Yeah. The question was the how many. Mm. Yes. Um and so the first yes, I mean, happened. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second was a discussion and it was like, yeah, I think this one needs a playmate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then we were in agreement. And we did try and and then we scored a goal. Yeah. And then it was excitement and everything. Because, I mean, we didn't try at a lot. <laughs> and I, I remember at that point, it was the excitement of, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's the baby's coming. You know, you quickly start tabulating. Okay, baby's coming this time. We're pregnant in February, expecting baby this time. You know, the mental, the wheels start running. And then... Um, I remember at I was so excited because I, I don't know how, but I, most times I find out I'm pregnant before I miss my period. Mm. I just have a gut feeling in me. Yeah. And the lines were always faint. And yeah. And then 
you know, blood test and then, yeah, it's mm. it's positive. Yeah. And so I remember rushing to the doctor and, you know, Kimbele Mbele, you just get there before even there's a heartbeat. <laughs> so he's like, come back after six weeks. Yeah. I guess six weeks plus is when mm. you start getting a heartbeat. So we did. Mm. And then there was a heartbeat, the excitement, the joy, the, you know. Then I went out for a work trip. We had a heavy work um, gig and... I remember it was at like week 12. So I was due for a visit now that next week. Mm. But I do remember feeling off and whatever. And I'd call the guy and he's like, and I'm like, hey, I'm feeling like this, something is not working out. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, it's just pains. This is a growing pregnancy pains. You're fine. But at, at some point it was so painful. Like it was like an, like it was a pain shooting down to my left leg. Like you'd, I'd even find difficulty walking. And I'm like, this cannot be, you know. Kawaida. Kawaida. Yeah. And so I remember now just being like, I something in my heart is just not settling well. And so it wasn't until the point where I said noticing I'm spotting mm. that I'm like, I this thing. Mm. Uh, and the pain was just, and that day the pain was, I could, literally was limping mm. around. And so I decided, you know what? Let me just take myself to the emergency um, room. Yeah. And so I dashed there, we get there, and, you know, the, the anxiety of, hey, okay, so now I guess we have to, of course, the first thing is, when was your last period? I'm pregnant. How yeah. many weeks? This many weeks. So, of course, they have to send you for an ultrasound. That's mm. always the first step. Step, yeah. And so um, I remember now waiting and the anxiety and just now praying. I really hope there's a heartbeat, you know, I really, because you could see the doctor's face from the symptoms that's looking. Oh, and I do remember when we finally, so I, call, I called my husband, he met me there and we're like, okay, so ultrasound, find the ultrasound. And I remember just trying, you know, you're trying to like peep through to yeah, see yeah. where, so you face the screen at. this way so I can see what's happening. Yeah. And then just the guy looking confused. He said, you said, you're how many weeks? That's ah, red flag three, mm, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm 12 weeks. So he said, okay. And I asked him, I can't hear the heartbeat. And he says, uh, I'll we'll send the report to the doctor. Don't worry. Mm. But I'm like, no, please just turn the screen. I want to see the heartbeat or, yeah. or hear the heartbeat. And he just, I guess, because of all my questions, yeah, he was just like, okay, this babe. I guess I just kind of have to just show her. Mm. So and then he was like, we can't find Indeed. a heartbeat. And I'm like, but why is the gestation? Because you know when you're doing the ultrasound, it does show you the age, like the whatever age of the baby. Yeah. And I'm like, why is it showing that the baby is nine weeks and I'm 12 weeks? Mm. So he ah. said, now you need to go see the doctor. Okay. So apparently I'd miscarried and the baby had actually started decomposing. Mm. So from the 12, now it had started shrinking oh, man. in the body. Yeah. And so, of course, now starting to deal with that yeah. emotion and all of that yeah. was just a whole other um story it's gone deep fast yeah it's <laughs> off the cliff yeah. <laughs> and so mm. i remember now from that point just starting to just cry oh just the sadness the loss the heaviness yeah as you now wait to go to the doctor to now tell you the what you the obvious mm. but now it's the what are the next steps mm. and i remember my husband coming in when I was in the ultrasound. And so he came in at the time when now I was being told there's no heartbeat. Yeah. And even for him, he just sunk. Mm. Like you could see him balancing tears and you can see he's trying to be like the man, but also even him is dealing with like, okay, yeah, what is this? Mm. So going to see the doctor, but he wasn't our main doctor. Mm. 
And I think at that point, it's also just the importance of having a good gyna. Mm -hmm. And also the realization that one gyna can be good for, like what's good for the goose? Not good for the gander. Is that sometimes one one gyna can work for somebody so well, but can be terrible as an Mm. experience for you. Because I do know that um, we had the same gyna. Mm. And she's had fantastic experiences. He's delivered all her children, but mine was terrible. Because yeah. at the time when I call him now, remember this is the same guy I'm calling and telling, I'm not feeling well. He's like, he's just growing pains. Yes. I had to take myself to the emergency room. Yes. I'm now calling him and he's speaking to the doctor, tell him, hey, this, she's lost the baby. And his reaction was just what just, you know, the in the things not to say. And mm-hmm. I think the person you're looking for the most validation at that point is actually your doctor. Mm-hmm. Because like, what they say can make or break, mm. you know. I mean, it's one of those things that will either set you off the edge or mm. really just give you some sort of comfort. And I remember, I think, I don't know what he was doing. It was a Saturday. And he, my husband calls him and he's like, hey, this has happened in when this hospital. And he says, okay, um, I'm coming. Right? Yeah. So, he's, so he comes, of course, looks like we've just pulled him from a plan. He was having a good time. You, it was evident and he comes in and the first thing he does is pull so he comes in he's like oh Melissa yeah I go. I've just seen the report yeah we're sorry but don't worry you know we'll just try for another one yeah pulls my husband to the side and tells him um, so now you know she has to either go in for a DNC or a tablet to just basically decompose and let the baby come out on its own so mm. what is the option that so now he comes back and like what's the two what of the two which option do you want? What is a DNC? For so a DNC is basically know. you go into theater yeah. and they basically like wash, clean out mm. I think basically it's that everything. and cutelage. So they put in like instruments and actually, and they actually move out the tissue and, yeah, and, yeah. and clean out, mm. and basically clean out your uterus. Yeah. And so you're like, so you're also, even, I mean, that is the first time I was also interacting with all these terms. So you're asking him and say, so you go into theater, we wash you, we remove the baby, then you just go home and heal or we give you a tablet that you just go and basically it, it just begins to, I mm. guess, break down the baby. And so literally you start seeing pieces like you're actually bleeding out your child. Yeah. So you might actually, depending on how far the, you might mm. start seeing little body parts. Mm. And for me, I was just like, I'm not ready to deal with that level mm. of, no. So yeah. I just said, just take me in for a density, let's just be, let's just be done. Yeah. He pulls my husband to the side and asks him, so you're paying for this cash or insurance? No, I don't want to wait for insurance money. Do you have cash? Just emphasize it to me. I mean, it was so mm. transactional. Yeah. As my husband came back like, what just happened? Is this the same guy? Because he's actually the one who delivered our first one. Yeah. And by the from that point, I think the handling, and he's just like, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. After this, we'll just try. Another one will come. You know, after you've done, had a, a whatever, a miscarriage, usually your hormones are still very, you're, you can produce very quickly. You know, mm. you're like, really? Mm. At this point? Yeah. I was so done. I guess at that point, I was just so defeated. It was just at the end, my, I'm, I'm at the mercy of the, I can't start looking for someone else to do this right now. Mm. So we went in, did the DNC, and yeah, now it was... You've went in with hoping you had a child and left without one. Yeah. And it's the dealing with the emotions yeah. around it. And had you told anyone other than your husband that you were pregnant with the second child? Because, you know, there's always this conversation about when to tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I remember having that same 
thought process going on because yeah. when I found out I was pregnant, uh-huh. I you the instinct is to just broadcast Go and share mm-hmm. with the world. Yeah. Some buzz at this news it's the happiest thing, obviously. And you're different. Like even your body has started to change, your yes. morning sickness, your whatever. So you have to explain it somehow yeah. as well. But you really want to share that news. Mm. But then there's this other you know thing that don't say until mm. week 12 because mm. that first six or so weeks are very delicate it's mm-hmm. a really delicate time mm. and that's when most uh, miscarriages happen mm. during that window mm. so you're just counting down to be like okay if i can get past this week then mm. this week then mm. this week then i can finally tell mm-hmm. so had you already made that announcement i'd made it to just us uh, there are a few people that did know i mean you guys knew yeah mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we always know. I know you always yes, we know. We are open <laughs> up. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I had just told my folks when I was uh, when I'd hit the ten mark, ten week mark. Yeah. So I was like, I mean, it's close enough. Yeah. And yeah, it was. It wasn't that many people that knew. Mm-hmm. It was just really my tight, close. Yeah. Close knit circle of people. Yeah. And then also you're thinking, see, it's the second born. You what know, it's not happen. our first rodeo, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. type of... Yeah, so I had told a few people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now having then to tell them that you've lost the baby, how yeah. how was that for you? That Was it... Were you just matter of fact? Or what was your experience like? That's a, how did I tell you guys? You told us when you were at the hospital. When you were in the hospital. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I think it was as the process was going on. Yeah. I guess mm-hmm. I kept updating you guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Same thing with your parents, with your siblings. I think Martin Zan was in charge of that. I mm. think he kind of just handled it. Yeah. Um. And and I guess his was just like shoot a prayer for us mm. when the yeah. hospital. Yeah. Top of situation. Yeah. Then now because that text has been sent, it's a follow up for hey we haven't heard from you guys in a while. Mm-hmm. And then it was the. The worst happened. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh. we've lost the baby. We're still in whatever she needs to go into theater. So. We'll talk later. Yeah. So it was, uh, I guess it was matter of fact, sort of, but more updates, out of an update, yeah. so, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's different from a message because mm-hmm. you don't see the back end, mm. the, the emotion that you're talking about, right? Mm. So I'm reading this message and I'm assuming you're taking it strong. Mm. You know, you're, you're fortified. You have matter with you. But then now when you talk about the breakdown, mm. You know, that that is what many of us, we don't get to see. Mm. And we're thinking, okay, at least she's okay. Mm. And even in our minds, at least in my mind, I'm thinking what your doctor has said is what I'm thinking. I I don't say it, but Mm. I'm like, she's young. Mm -hmm. She'll have another opportunity. Mm -hmm. She has really done it. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking it, Mm. right? Mm. But I know that it's not an easy thing to say. To hear at the moment, yeah. And I know Beth, you've had a similar experience. Mm. And by the way, guys, Beth is Wanjiro. I we <laughs> yeah we alternate. We alternate. She has very many names. Yes. She has <laughs> gorgeous. Most people call me gorgeous. Yes, actually. so gorgeous. Yeah. How you've been in a similar situation? Yeah. Um, how how similar is yours to to Melissa's, or how different is it? Mm. So mine was with the first baby. Yeah. Um. So. I think from the last episode, I said that I'd never considered the possibility that a pregnancy doesn't go all the way to term. Like it was no one had ever mentioned it was in the movies. It was in stories, but it could not be me. Yeah. Not possible. So we were we were further along. We were at um, almost six months. And what I recall is that um, everything was fine, but I'd never felt the kicking. I'd never felt any of that. Just my my belly was growing bigger. Ultrasounds are fine and everything. 
Um, and this may or may not have significance, but I remember it as the experience that happened before. We went for a walk at Karura and I remember I fell mm. at some point. But it's not like I fell hard. I fall all the time. This is another thing mm-hmm. that people don't know about me. Once a month, <laughs> I fall regularly. It's, it's just a thing that happens. So I fell yeah. and I didn't think much of it. Um, and then two days later, I was going for an appointment to the to the gyne, just a normal checkup. Yeah. Um, what was weird about this thing uh, that I like thought about it afterwards, I think it was just God, honestly, is one, um, I asked my mom to take me because Brio was unavailable that time. So my mom was like, she's never seen an ultrasound before. She's like, wow, I, I want to go. This this seems like, yeah, like what is this thing you guys do? Like they put a thing on your stomach and then, yeah, so it's like, let's go, let's go and you'll get to meet your grandchild. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing about it was that it was the wrong date. So I don't know how I misread my calendar, but my appointment mm-hmm. was actually the following week. Mm-hmm. But now I had moved it a week earlier in mm-hmm. my mind. So here I am with my mother. We go to visit the doctor six weeks. Um, and the great thing is he has his own machine. So usually you go in, you talk to him, Kidogo, he, he gets to know like what's happening in your life and so yeah. on. And then now we go into the room to do the ultrasound. You go, you prepare yourself, lie down. It's very awkward, you know, you're just sitting mm-hmm. over there with your clothes all the way up until it's <laughs> you wear. Yeah. But, you know, used to it. So he comes in and we're chatting as he's doing this. And there's a routine, you know, he starts to look. Yeah. Um, first he checks like the cord. He checks what, 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 what. And then as we're talking, I'm busy chatting with my mom over here. And my mom isn't noticing, but I'm seeing his face and his expression changing. Yeah. And I'm not getting the usual, you know, where's the heartbeat? Mm. The baby's not moving and whatever. He's not mentioning anything. Yes. And the conversation starts to die. And then... I noticed this is a weird thing. And this is what I'm saying. Like the experience can be very different for two different people because it's the same guy now. Yeah. But he started balancing tears. And I was like, oh, that's not a good sign. There can't be tears of joy. Yeah. Yeah. We are, you know. Yeah. And and so I asked him what's going on. He says, I can't feel, see a heartbeat and there's no blood flow in the cord. Like mm. th- this is just a gray area because usually it even lights up. You see mm. the blue and the yellow, yes. of, like the blood mm-hmm. and the whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing. And... I don't know. It was so strange. I, f- I remember feeling like my ears just, you know, how when you cover your ears and like all of the sound just goes yeah. like that. I just remember feeling that. And he's talking and he's giving us facts. Okay, so now we need to go to hospital. You need to get admitted um, because we have to expel the baby because it also showed the same thing that the, the baby had probably passed like two weeks prior. Oh, Yeah. Um, so... Now we go to the hospital. I call Brio and I let him know um, we're going to the hospital. They couldn't find a heartbeat. Yeah. I couldn't say the words. I couldn't say that we've lost the baby. Mm. They couldn't come out. And then I was also thinking he needed to drive from work to come. Yeah. But I, honestly, that's not even rational. Um, afterwards, we talked about it. And he told he entered the car and he cried the entire way all the way up until the hospital. So that his tears were finished by the time mm. that he came. So he could be strong. So um, we go to the hospital and I think one of the worst things was that you have to push the baby. They can't do for you a CS. Right. Yeah. So yeah. they actually have to induce labor. And I just remember thinking, this is so unfair. Like on top of all of that, yes. now I have to labor and give birth. Um, so, yeah, they we had to get induced. Um, one of the most painful experiences of my life because the body was not ready. Now they're trying to make the body ready. It mm. took three days by the time um, it finally happened on a morning. And weirdly, this is the only baby I've ever pushed because all the mm. others came by CS. So this is my one and only major labor experience in actually pushing the baby. Yeah. And um, they they wouldn't let me see him. It was a boy. 
Mm. The first one was a boy and we named him, but they wouldn't let me see him at first. They refused. Mm. Like, you'll be traumatized. It's okay. Just say your goodbyes. Just say your whatever. Mm. Um, and even Brian was very adamant. He was trying to protect me. He didn't want me to to see him. But I remember him going to the loo and then I just called the nurse. I told him, bring my baby. I want my baby now, now, now. Mm. So they brought him in and I got to see him at least and say goodbye and say a prayer. Mm. Um, but what I regret is that I didn't then do the next step of of asking them to let me bury him. So we just asked the hospital to take care of that. Oh. Yeah. But it was, it was, um, it was hard. Yeah. Um, our family kept, kept to visiting, but it was difficult to smile and talk. And it was um, like, you know, it's not a nice occasion, yeah. but there's a baby involved. Yeah. Um, there's pain because the labor is starting and it's stopping, but you've been induced. So it's that serious, intense pain. Yeah. I remember going to labor and actually throwing up mm. and at some point asking Brian, what is happening? Why is this happening to my body? <laughs> so anyway, um, after all that, after, um, after, after having the baby, we still had to go in for, for a DNC as well. Mm. So I remember going to theater at like five in the morning, coming out. And then after that, I had to go home. Without a baby. Yeah. I remember lying in the recovery room and then um, listening to to other kids crying because, you know, there's, it's the maternity ward. Yeah. So there's other people so who've come babies. and they've come out and there's babies crying yeah. and then I didn't have one. And that was the first time I started to cry. And I don't think I stopped for like four days. So like there was, there were periods when I'd go home and I'd be in the shower and I'd just cry. Mm. And then there'd be visitors and they'd come in and I'd talk to them and whatever. But when they left, I'd cry again. Mm. And then no one tells you this, but your milk comes. Mm. Yeah. Like, why? Because you've given yeah. the body. Yeah. Has yeah. What do you think the whole process? Yeah. 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 So again, um, hands. Yeah. <sighs> so I, I think the... The thing that was insane to me was, first of all, no one had ever said that. I, I, I didn't talk to many people who'd gone through it before. Mm. I was the first, I thought, among a lot of people. Yeah. But when it happened, they came out of the woodworks. Mm. Yeah, like, um, you know, people are saying, yeah, I lost the first one. This is actually our rainbow baby as well. You know, I, I have an auntie who told me, like, one of the aunties that's closest to me. Yeah. And we've known each other for life, obviously my life, because she was there when I was born. But yeah. then she also told me that she'd she'd suffered two miscarriages. And I was like, but why have you never mentioned? I would have been better prepared. I wouldn't have taken this all for granted. So I think it 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 just made me realize the importance of like what we're doing here, which is having conversations mm. about reality, mm. about what could happen, what couldn't happen. Um, and it's not to strike fear into someone's heart or to say, you know, like, yeah, there's, you know, just um, to make you scared of doing yeah. it. Yeah. Because everything in life has risks, especially mm -hmm. the things that are worth it. The stakes yeah. are higher because, you know, you can get hurt more. But um, it helps to talk about everything. It helps to share with people. It helps to to allow them to know that this could happen. But on the flip side, also, it can be great. So, like, for you, I think... Um, it was tough trying, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, your stories are so powerful because, again, I've known you guys mm. for a long time, and yet I'm learning new things about what this experience was mm. for you, mm. right? Because my my looking at it previously, it's it, I was sort of distant 
and you can't really know what mm. somebody is going through even when they are smiling with you and mm. they're like yeah it's okay mm. but you know when they close the door they're mm. bawling mm. their eyes out mm. and they're alone in this because no one can even your husband can't really understand Not what right, this feeling yeah. is mm. even as bad as he's feeling mm. and and to be fair we we never really check on the men it's true yeah right like yeah. how are you dealing with yeah. with this loss because he was also having a baby yeah. mm. right mm. he's probably told his coworkers mm. everyone his mother <laughs> yes. and then for you guys it's a boy and mm. you know the significance of boys mm. and then so mm. they're having that thing but it's it's interesting to hear your stories from the loss side mine was different in that I was losing something I didn't have. Mm. So as I was trying and mm. not getting pregnant, I was experiencing loss. Mm. Yeah, and I true. was like, this is not going to happen for me. And I was in the same place of I am broken. Mm. I am damaged. It is my fault. Mm. It must be something I'm doing. I waited too long. Mm. So I had all these explanations as to why it was not happening. Yeah. And it was also a difficult thing to tell people. Mm -hmm. mm. And say, like, I, I can't get pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. people just assume, what do you mean? 16 year olds, you do should it. be. Mm. Yes. There are people who sneeze and then suddenly. <laughs> Triplets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then yes. they're like, oh, the babies are too many. Like, mm. I just want one. Mm. <laughs> only, just know. only one. Yeah. So having, and that was a difficult conversation to have with my husband because for him, mm -hmm. He was just like, matter of fact, mm. like we just do. Mm. Well, what is the problem? Mm. And I had already gone to the place of it's not going to happen. Mm. So how do we prepare ourselves mm. for this not happening? Mm -hmm. And and I was lucky in that I didn't wait so long because mm -hmm. I know many women, many mm -hmm. couples mm -hmm. go years yeah. mm -hmm. and years yeah. of just mm -hmm. crickets, mm -hmm. whether it's with miscarriages or just not getting pregnant mm -hmm. at all. And so I was fortunate in that the, while I waited, it mm -hmm. did not take a long time. Mm. And I had a very good gynecologist mm. who I think it's interesting. There's a part of the gynecologist you want him to be matter of fact, mm -hmm. like just give me the facts mm -hmm. straight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then there's a part where you want emotions. Yeah. 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 You want him to be your mother yeah. also. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, cry with me. Yes. Yeah? yeah. So it's finding that balance mm. of what do I want to hear mm. at this moment? Mm. So I appreciated that our doctor was matter of fact, mm -hmm. that this is the issue that you're having. Mm -hmm. And if we do X, Y, Z, you will be successful. Mm. And sure enough, we were. Mm. But I know other people have seen the same gynecologist mm -hmm. and have come out saying, you guy, he's Never. so matter mm. of fact. <laughs> he's just straight to the uterus. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I know yeah. he did but it, over coffee. And you're like, but that's what you need. You yeah. want a guy who will fix the issue. I remember actually when after, when we were trying again, yes. I remember having to go and then now I went to your <laughs> who I was like, me, I want, I want somebody who's giving me emotions. I, I want somebody who's serious about if I tell you I'm having a symptom, I just take need me you to be, I need you to take me seriously. Mm. Yes. Run the tests mm. if you need to, you know. And then just say it's nothing mm. when you've run a test. Yes. You know? <laughs> and so I do remember she was like, the first wording was, if you're going to this guy, just... Yeah. Manage expectations. It's <laughs> not your hold my hand, kumbaya guy. Mas. But you see, the thing is, I think with the previous one, yeah. that's what would happen mm -hmm. with every session. Mm -hmm. You'd walk in and he'd spend literally almost 30 to 40 minutes yeah. just talking to you. Mm -hmm. So you've already positioned yourself mm -hmm. as this person who, in fact, may I used to find the talk a bit much, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> but now you've set the bar. Yeah. And now, and then when it's really important yeah. to now have the kumbaya, yeah. now you're not available. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. where are we? But now moving to this other one, I do remember going into the 
questions. And I think it was after now grieving. Mm. And in the grief, I just wanted to just know, was it me? Mm-hmm. Was mm. it the doctor? I had so many questions. Mm, yeah. And I think I went into him and I, I went to him and I just went and I was like, listen, this is the situation. Mm-hmm. I just lost a baby this many months ago. I don't know what happened. I'm just looking for answers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want to know, was it me? Is it something in me? Is yeah. it something to look out for? Is mm-hmm. it like, I just need answers. Mm-hmm. Was it negligence? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, because really he delivered my other two. Yes. Mm-hmm. I did see him having an emotional part. You have ever seen him looking emotional? Never. <laughs> he actually sat down and told me, okay, we're just going to run some tests first yeah. and just see if there's anything it in you know that could be going on with your body yes. first and foremost yeah. and then from there let's have the discussion yeah and then we came in and he was in the mood in mm-hmm. the like he was he was not at overly yes like, but you could see even from his expression he was present in the conversation and understanding the weight mm-hmm. of the conversation yes and i do remember him saying okay your results are in and it looks like everything is okay the baby unfortunately is gone. Yeah. It's hard to tell what could have happened. Right. It's really hard to tell at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what I can do for you is that we can walk this journey together. Yeah. I can let's start the process of would you like to conceive? Just that question. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, I would. Are you both on the same page? Yeah. And I said, yes, we are. And he said, okay, then let's start the journey. But what we're going to do different this time is we're going to start monitoring you from the minute you see two marks. Mm-hmm. On that mm, test. Mm. Come here. Let's begin mm. there. Yeah. And truly and honestly speaking, that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. And I went. And sure enough, I had an issue. And this ah. now pregnancy, yes. I had to go in for shots. And I was on susten. Like I had ex- like bloody, bleeding around the, the uterus. Yes. That basically he was like, if you don't capture this early, the bleeding basically can cave mm-hmm. the uterus and suffocate the baby and die. Yeah. So I basically had to go see him every single month mm. for about eight months. Yeah. Some of them had get shots because the bleeding was too much. And I literally had the bleeding. It completely stopped at about eight months. So it was a monthly journey of just constantly. So I'm just like, see the difference, mm. you know, of yeah. this, you know, the two, the, the two parts of the care. But I think going back to um, the grieving process and everything, mm. I think one of the things that I found super valuable was just people being present. I think the presence was that the minute that text was sent out, hey, people are landed in the hospital. Yeah, My sister was in the waiting room. My mm. mom was in the waiting room. The, you know, by the time I was going into surgery... There was a whole battalion, mm, you know, there yeah. to just hold your hand for like, and you could see the loss and the, it, it okay, it made the tears, you know, you know, kind of yeah. come out. Of course, you know, there's just a thing. I've seen your mom. Yeah. Your mother, you, <laughs> you oh, become a baby Lord, again. The yeah. of whatever open up, you yeah. know. It's like you're a child again. Yeah. And I do remember just that I, I was sad, but and it, it it was a sadness that nobody could understand. Yeah. But then I just knew that first of all, even as I go in, there are people with Mato yeah. on the other side. To support you him. Know, to too. support him. And when I came out, there was that community. Yeah. And I that was valuable to me in the even though they can't reach the depth of your sadness, yeah. mm-hmm. it was the there was people to check on you. Yeah. There was people to, you know, and even if it's just to come and sit in silence and make you tea. Mm. Or just sit in silence and just ask what you need today. Yeah. Or come in and take the the nanny and the baby away. 
because now I have a, I have a, she was about two. Yeah. And I'm grieving, but this child doesn't know that I'm Mm, grieving. And so she still needs mommy, wants Mm -hmm. to cuddle mommy, wants to, but mommy is not, also needs some time to grieve. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's just those moments that for me were, and I remember at some point, my grandmother Mm -hmm. came from Shags and it's like all the women came together Mm -hmm. from my home, from my, my dad's side, and they all came to visit me. And we sat in a room that felt like, eh? Like a kikao, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And man, women poured. Mm-hmm. You're like, my Shosho was like, yeah, I lost four babies in mm-hmm. between your father, your Sjihu, your who, your mm-hmm. who. I, this, this other one is like this, and you know? And in the end, they were like, so this this is a part of life. Yeah. It does happen. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with you. It's part of the... Uh, first of all, I just sat there, sat there shook for... Sorry. Where have all these <laughs> yeah, stories exactly. been? You know, and they're like, yeah, and then and others would say even my mother lost, and there's a reason why I didn't have. I was the only successful child, but my mother yeah. didn't have any other children. Yeah, she miscarried throughout. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was like the what the lucky baby that they always had. Yeah, and, you know, just hearing that outpouring of stories, and then there's the wisdom of the women, mm. and then in the end they sat and they prayed, mm. and they really prayed over my womb. Yeah. And left. And it was, first, I had so much to process from that conversation for like, must you have a miscarriage for these conversations to happen? You know, number one. Yeah. Number two, that conversation was never had again. The next time we met, it was like, hey, we finished. Yes, so that story was yeah. what happens in Vegas. Mm. That, you know, it ended there. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder also, mm. and now in hindsight, whether... When is the right time to talk about miscarriages? Mm. Because people don't have the conversations when they're also conceiving. People also don't talk about the challenges they're having conceiving. Mm. People are like, I know there are so many people I know who, and just because of the sensitivity of it's such a sensitive topic, you know they're probably trying, but you can't ask. Mm-hmm, but people are not willing to just come and say, I am struggling. I mean, sometimes you can, you might be able to refer them and it may or may not work and it's mm. okay, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But I think just generally on both ends, people don't share. In as much as we're saying people don't share about miscarriages, mm. people don't also share when they're trying. Mm. People don't, sometimes some people don't share when they've lost. Mm-hmm. So it's, so when is there, and then you can't come and tell somebody, hey, you know, you're expecting, but just, you know, also at the back of my, your mm. mind, have a, you might lose the baby. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's insensitive, right? <laughs> it is. So when yeah. is the right... I don't know if there's ever a right time and maybe Beth, you can chime in on for you after the first loss, mm. how do you then come back and say, okay, I'm willing to try again. Mm. Given that, are you thinking of the next babies as replacement of the first one? Is there a guilt of now, will I forget this one? Yeah. Mm. All that. Yeah. Oh, or will it work? Like, Will it also work? Yeah. Because if you don't know what went wrong the first time, will yeah. it happen again the second time and so on? And are you more cautious now with mm. the next one like Melissa was with mm. going for periodic and constant checkups? Mm. Mm. Um, is mm. everyone also now holding that space? Like, do we say anything? Yeah. Do we? Is mm. it? Just walk I, slowly. Don't just, fall. Yeah. <laughs> just be careful. Yeah? yeah. Is that happening with you? How do you process that? Yeah, it them? is. Because you're afraid now. It's, yeah. it's like you fell into that hole. Now you know there's a hole. Yeah. So you walk very carefully on that road. Yeah. Um, but then for us, I remember saying that we need to try again quickly. Because I was like, the longer you wait, yeah. you that fear builds. 
it doesn't actually go away. It even just gets worse because yeah. now you start filling it with stories, with newspaper articles, with all of the stories that the the moms told you, everybody yeah. has told you. Now you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, it can happen five or six times. Right. Yeah. So now it starts to just boil and boil. And I was like, I know we want to have a family. Um, we are at the right age. So let's try again. Let's try again fast. Yeah. But yeah, there was that caution, you know, and I think for me every month, um, the doctor insisted that we do an ultrasound every single time that we come in. Um, so the first three months were the most scary because you can't feel the baby. So you're only relying on the ultrasound. So you wait for the 30 days and then you go back and check. And then you can see, oh, baby's kicking. Nee, 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 nee. Yeah. When the baby started kicking, okay. that was huge because I hadn't felt that with the previous mm. baby. So this now, this became my daily. Is the baby there? Is mm. the baby okay? Is everything fine? More careful about what you're eating, more careful about how you're praying, more careful about where you're walking. Mm. I don't think I did Karura, that that Nima <laughs> again, honestly. And later on, we found out that wasn't the problem, that yeah. wasn't the cause. But yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely scary. And to your point about when is the right time to have this conversation, I don't know that there needs to be a fixed time. I just think that you should people should be more open about like if we're sitting down chatting as friends, it's not at the baby shower. Now let's mm. dump everything on you all <laughs> at true. once and that all of too. that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's like if I know you as a friend, I can ask you, so how is it for you? Or um I know you're planning to get married, you know. So what are you what are you guys thinking about? Are you guys on try immediately? Do you want whatever? Hey, for me, this is how it happened. I think that that's when it should be, you know, that's when the conversation happened organically yeah. so that it doesn't become a a major thing. Yeah. But it's something that at the back of your mind, you're like, OK, yeah, I've, I've heard of these experiences from these people. And um, yeah, I know that these are all of the possibilities and everything. Mm. And then also I know who to talk to if anything were to happen, because if this person has gone through it before, I can come back to them and be like, you know, I'm facing the same challenge. What did you guys do? Yeah. What happened? Mm. Yeah. Rather than waiting for this occasion. Mm. Yeah. For it to take place. Because then it just becomes. I mean, I can't remember half the stuff I was told at my baby showers. Or even, <laughs> even the bridal showers. Like it was just so yeah, much. Was, yeah, even the wedding day. You know, the people oh, take that day. Yeah. The speeches, the CG. I think watch like, the video. That's why you'll get the info. I mean, I, you're not going to hear it that day for sure. Yeah. 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 Beth, I have a question for you. So in that moment of um, of losing baby A, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's A in all the It is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we called him, we called him Ato, yeah. Adal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is A. So in the time we, we, you were losing Ato, I mean, mm-hmm. we were there, mm-hmm. we saw you laboring. And, but what what are the things that stood out for you? Like, what was, what was it that you felt was support at that time? Or what was the support you needed? Or what, what did you, was it provided? Mm-hmm. Or was there something that could have been provided? Um, knowledge of what was going to come next because, again, me was expecting to go into labor and do all of those things. Like, we were still months away from that. But um, I felt like the doctor didn't give me enough information, practical information about this is going to hurt, um, mm. this is going to take this long, Yeah, you know, this is, after, after it happens, this is what you can expect with your body and whatever. Mm. Like, that thing for... I'm in the shower and the mm, milk comes. Yeah. I'm like, I I could have, I, I would have appreciated preparation. Yeah. Yeah. To know that my body is going to do that. Yeah. So that's one thing. Mm. Um, but I did feel like from my family and friends, just people being there, like you said, you know, because um, during the labor process, 
going out for a walk in in the hospital with with people you know just just getting out of the room and then just walking around was great knowing that they were there even to pick me up um, and make me smile and this is interesting because Brian and I process differently so him he was like can you cry you know because he's like I know if you don't do it now if you don't deal with it then you're not going to be able to like later on you're just going to hold it and you're not going to do it but me I was like okay in the hospital all of my strength is, is for I'm going to need to push. Yeah. So I need, I, if I break down, I'm not going to have the strength to do that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's our conversation for another day about how we deal with it differently. Mm. Yeah. But I think that um, the people being present was very helpful. Um, just even if it's sitting in silence, asking me, how are you feeling yeah. about this? What's your body doing right now? It helped me to get out of my head mm. and to actually just be able to, to externalize it and shikilia my strength for where I needed it. Mm. But interestingly, in the middle of number two and number three, we also lost a baby very, very early. Mm. So, mm. yeah, I remember I we were trying, right? So, like, and this this baby number two is on who took, like, the longest. Okay, baby number two who is in the world right now. Mm. <laughs> so I guess we're pregnancy number three. Yes. So this one took the longest. Like we're trying, 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 trying. And then I don't know what I was doing. I think I was measuring my thyroid levels or whatever. And I also found out my HCG levels are going up. And HCG is human growth hormone, I think. Koryonokiki mm. hormone. Yeah. Dr. Sophie, many ones. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Sophie is there. It's yeah. a pregnancy hormone. Uh, yes, exactly. And yeah. it should be increasing yes. as you're pregnant. So yeah. for some reason, I went for a test and found out it was increasing again before we've missed mm -hmm. the period. Yeah. So I was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> it has landed. Yeah. We're doing this thing. Yeah. And then like it increased, 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 increased. And then at some point it started to go down yeah. again. So again, call the same doctor and he tells me, now, Beth, here's your problem. You see, the reason we wait for you to miss the period is because <laughs> there's things you should not know. Yeah, yeah, you're looking behind the curtain. This happens all the time. Yeah. You know, you might you might land one and then it goes because the body knows mm. this one is not ready for the world. Yeah. So for some reason, it like that one now just landed. Like I didn't feel bad. I was like, okay, you know, you're making sense. Because it's like, this is your problem. Why are you going to look for information? Just wait for your body to tell you. Okay, <laughs> it's ready. It's ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now you're going to see things that you are not meant to know. You're looking in the engine. Mm -hmm. What do you know about how engines work? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so just, anyway, that was an aside because interesting, the way that he said it, it made me laugh and then it just made sense in that moment. Mm -hmm. But he was a lot more... In the, in, the, in the second pregnancy, he was a lot more cautious about me, asking me, how are you doing? How are you feeling? What's happening? Yeah. And he's the one who insisted every single visit we had to go and do an ultrasound. He didn't even charge me for all of them. Yeah. So he charged me on and off. But he made sure that our visits always, and he'd turn the screen and show me, you see, everything is fine. Everything is okay. We're doing well here. Let's see you again next month. Next month, next month. Yeah. 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 So it seems then the, the thing that you're both saying that, is so critical is that support from your loved ones, mm -hmm. your community. And there's always this fear, I think, for people on the outside about saying the wrong thing, mm. right? Mm. We are terrified. <laughs> we want to support. Mm. Everyone wants to support you. They love you. They mean well for you. Mm. But they're like, if I don't say the right thing, mm. I'll be cut out. I'll be... Mm ostracized mm. from this person's life. Mm. So what are things that people can, given now from you, the recipients of these words, what are things you would say not to say? You've said what your doctor said. You'll get another one quick, fast, get mm. on with it. Um, 
how help help us i appreciated that honestly <laughs> and people take things differently, differently yeah. yeah but me i'm okay with the your 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 healthy another one will come yeah yeah it's fine actually yeah if you, you just try again it's okay mm. um I like the facts. I like the science. I like being able to understand this is what went wrong. Yes. So me tell me by the the problem is not you. Yeah. You'll be okay. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you it was different for you. No, but you see that's mm. not what he was saying. Mm. He was not saying you're healthy and it was there it there was no assurance from the medical perspective that everything else seems fine. Yeah. And don't worry my dear. Yeah. Mm. Heal up. Come back, let's mm. try again. Yeah. We can get another one. Mm. The delivery is very different. It is. <laughs> You're yeah. saying the same thing, yes, but it's, but it's a different. Yeah. It's different from, ah, don't worry. We'll just try for another one. You'll get another yeah. one. You've yeah. not assured me as to whether it is possible. Yeah. You don't know what went wrong. Yeah. There's no commission of inquiry that mm. has been formed. <laughs> you have just assumed that this is possible, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, there's that. So I think some of the things that, yeah, so for me, I find that triggers for me, are, for me would have been the whole, you know, don't worry, you'll get another one. Yeah. You know, these things happen, mm. you know, or um, I know the one I've had people say is that whole thing for you never know, maybe even they could have had a deficiency or, you know, a mm. or a defect yeah. or something like that. You're like, how do you know? You're yeah. not the doctor, you know. But I guess <laughs> I mean, I'm just, like, yeah, that gives me hope. I'm like, actually, <laughs> it's <true>. God decided. <laughs> but it's, it's true. Back, yeah. and, and I guess it depends. It's, I think it's a sensitivity. I, th I think the question is, what are the safe things mm. to say. I yeah. think that's the, you know, those things that almost can't, mm. and to me, it would just be, how can I help you now okay. mm. in this season? Yeah. Mm. Because then you're letting somebody be able to process their feelings mm -hmm. and let you know mm -hmm. how they would, like, they want to communicate how. Yeah. And if they don't, it's also okay to just come and sit in silence. Yeah. And, and just serve them. And mm. say, I don't you know, know what to it say. would be if they have another child. Yeah. Try and get the baby and take them, the, mm. you know, try to take the other baby out for a few hours just to get let them to have down, some mm. downtime. If you yeah. can take them for a sleepover, if you're that close, do mm -hmm. it. You yeah. know, if you're in a position to just be able to allow them, the couple to just have alone time for some time to mm -hmm. just process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's an important thing to do, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And it's okay to just also tell somebody it's okay mm -hmm. to you for you to be sad. Yeah. It's okay for you to feel the way you're feeling. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. You know, do you want to be asked, like, what can I do for you? Do you feel like you can articulate it in that season and it's okay because even if i say i don't know yeah it's also it's also honestly mm. then it's also my state of mind mm. i don't know yeah. you know mm. that's also okay yeah. and then now at that point now you sit and start fishing for the things you can see right mm. yeah it's the house he's trying to cook let me help her you mm. know it's the this 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 or is it the bringing home dinner or is it the you know mm. yeah it's it's the trying to i think one of the things i've learned and i've learned this from um a good friend of mine is that Sometimes it's a, it's the unsaid things that really make a big impact. Mm -hmm. It's the thinking about sometimes imagine you're dealing with this heaviness and then mm -hmm. you have to think about mundane things like mm -hmm. you know, what are we eating for dinner tonight? Mm -hmm. You know, or visitors are coming. Yeah. I now have to give the housey instructions, you know. Yeah. There's those things that honestly just lift a weight for somebody yeah. and they don't have to say them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the just be yeah. know, be sensitive to what's sensitive. happening in terms of the environment also. Yeah. yeah. Is it possible as well that there's a part you're playing here in the in the I'm receiving whatever they're giving me even though it doesn't fit my need exactly but I can see the intention right because for you 
that help of, okay, so you can see what's needed around the house and then you step in and you sort it out. And then that that is something that for you, because your love language, let's say, is service, right? So you can see that somebody feels in the need and that helps and lifts you up. But for somebody else, I don't care. Let it burn. Let it all burn. <laughs> it's you true. Know? But so it's, what yeah. I'm saying is that there's, 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 um, there's also a recognition of, I don't need all of that. But you know what? They're trying. Mm. You know what? Mm. They're, yeah. they're, as in, they I can came. see they came. Mm. And I can see what they're trying to do here is to be present and to help me. Yeah. Even though it's not the right thing. Even though I couldn't care less if the dishes were done. Yeah. But I can see that they're doing it from a place of love and they're yeah. just trying to help. So it's 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 like um, there may not be necessarily 100% clicking of I know exactly mm. the right thing to say the right thing to do yeah. but for both parts there is I intended yeah. to to offer my hands to offer my time to offer my whatever yeah. and then you receive the intent yeah. rather mm. than the actual action. I like that yeah. I think it's it's what you're saying basically is grace mm. for everybody mm. grace for the one grieving and grace for the one supporting mm. because mm. we are all coming to a place where we don't know what to do mm. yeah it's true right mm. it's, a, it's a new terrible thing mm. And we are trying our best. Mm. So I give you grace and I appreciate the, the attempts that you're making. And and I accept mm. what you're offering. Mm. And and then we don't dwell so much on the... Because yes, there's clearly things people mm. shouldn't say. Mm. And people who don't have that skill should just not come. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time... yes. Just to say what you're saying. I don't think that even if you came to visit me, Sophie, and said something that... Just yeah. set me off or triggered me. Yeah. That I'll cancel you. Mm. You should You see, yeah. no, it's that's not going to be the case. Mm. Yeah. We'll still continue to be friends. And I, I mean, I think later on we'll still process it and understand that. Yeah. But the truth is, at that particular time, yes. it will sting. It right. mean I'll cancel you, but yeah. it will sting. Mm. Yeah. So the question is there, just being mindful. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like it's the same thing um, also even when somebody has had a loss of a a person, mm. yeah. a parent or other. There are things, you'll hear people saying, don't God come me. and tell me the Lord gives and the Lord <laughs> takes away. You know, don't come and tell me he lived a long things life. like he lived a long life. Yeah. Don't come and tell me he's in pain no more. Yeah. Or, you know, or she's in, there are things just, just, it just be sensitive to some, some of those things. Yeah. You know? yeah. I agree. I yeah. agree totally. And it's, it's just that all around, be gracious even in yeah. the comments that you're making. And also be gracious in receiving. Mm -hmm. You're you're gonna meet those people who oh, yeah. they really don't mm -hmm. have filter. filters, mm -hmm. tone. They mm -hmm. don't understand. Mm -hmm. But again, like you said, it's they came, mm -hmm. and that is sometimes much better than the one who has not come mm -hmm. and is is sending thoughts and prayers it's from true. a safe distance. Sending you thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers is the one praying for you, you and you've not uh, you've never mm -hmm. prayed. Stop it. <laughs> Just bring whiskey. That is a better gift yeah. <laughs> for so, my pain. Yeah. So but yeah. I guess the, the beauty of it is, I think, and that's the purpose of this whole conversation, is if you are in a situation where you're grieving or in a situation where you've had a miscarriage and you don't know what to do, what are the next steps, surround yourself with a village. Uh, therapy is also an important yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. Please don't, I mean, no, there's no loss too small or too big. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like I lost it. I mean, I lost mine at two months, mm -hmm. right? A month? Months. Yeah, mm. yours was at six months, mm. but there's no way you can say at ah, it was so early was at Aukwana, you know. Yeah. And this was whatever your feeling, your your feelings are valid. Mm. Please just make sure you are, you know. And even for men, please. 
I think we also need to support support groups for men. Mm. I think as you're supporting the women, mm. I wish the men could also rally in that way or mm. sit both of you together yeah. in that room, not just the women. Yeah. I wish the men could also be included in a lot of these conversations because mm. they're left to navigate this yeah. in a hard way. And so, mm. parent ninja parents, <laughs> male version, <laughs> we are here for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. I, I hate to leave it on such a downer because it feels like oh god oh no but there's joy but there's, there's joy. joy and in yeah. our in in your case there has been mm. and of course the your children will never take away the memories and the, the loves of the ones that you lost mm. and that's not why you have them mm. they're not yeah. replacements mm. but you have moved mm. forward mm. in love and joy and now you get to be Hey, parents, which is a whole <laughs> and you know other JD. I know. And you know the funny thing about that? Yeah. Is, you know, the fear never leaves you. Never. Yeah. Even yeah. Now. It never leaves you. Yeah. Even when they're out of the body. Mm -hmm. Now it's even worse, I think. Because now you're like, anything, anything. And a, a hawk can carry the body. <laughs> yes. But that we shall discuss in another episode. Yes. The continuous fear of... Parenting, parenting, being a parent, your heart and running around, yes, outside your of your body, and what you can't and cannot do. Mm. So we'll yeah. cover that in an in an upcoming episode. Yeah. So I think we end it on. It's better to have loved and lost, or had and lost, mm. than to never to have had. tried at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hey, wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys in the next episode. Bye bye. bye. Thank you so much for joining us on Ninja Parenting. If you'd like to reach us, we are available on all platforms at Ninja Parenting KE. Additional resources on motherhood and parenting are available on www.ninjaparenting.net. Join us next week for another episode of Ninja Parenting. Thank you for listening.